everyone. Welcome to episode eight of Rookie Mistakes. It is a wonderful day. Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov has been announced for UFC 229. I'm so, so, so excited. I've watched the promo for it about 20 times now, and I still get chills with each time I watch it. On today's episode, in the beginning, I talked about my morning routine I've been doing the past five days, and then just some observations on things that have been working for me lately, and then things that I've learned. I think I'm going to start doing that at the beginning of every episode to make it more valuable for people, because it's either something that they can try themselves, or maybe it'll give them a realization and help them. I'm going to timestamp all of these things with each episode so it'll be in the description if you want to skip it and just go to like whatever the next part of the episode is then you can do so if your heart desires but I do not recommend doing that because a lot of the good stuff in the episode is in the beginning so I talked about that and then I just talked about in the last part about what I've learned so far from traveling kind of what it's done for me so without further ado episode eight See you guys on the other side. Oh, one more thing I forgot. I also came up with this idea. Like I mentioned in the episode, I started meditating. And I just think meditating is really funny in general. I've always thought it's kind of stupid because I have a really hard time sitting still and turning off my brain. And so I've tried multiple times to actually start doing it. And I've always failed. So I had the bright idea because all these meditation apps out there, you can have a a bunch of free sessions to try it out to kind of suck you in but then you have to pay for them the one i was using right i got 10 free days but then i'd have to pay a hundred dollars for a year of it and you can't pay monthly you just pay up front and i don't want to pay a hundred dollars that so i've had the great idea you know what connor you should start your own meditation podcast so i might do that at some point and it's just going to be little short meditations so i actually came up with a little sample meditation I put it in the episode, so let me know what you think about that. I think it's pretty effective, we'll say. (laughs) But yeah, okay, back to the episode. Now, the real episode. Here we go. Boom. I left the freaking air on again. That's the third time this week I've done that. It's probably 68 degrees Fahrenheit right now in the room. It's probably a good problem to have, honestly. It's better than the, I think it was, hmm. 93 in my room last week because there was only a fan so i guess i'll take the six date any day of the week just got back from 7-eleven and i saw that they have milano cookies here in seoul i was pretty pumped about that because i used to eat those all the time when i was a younger kid so that was giving me flashbacks a little bit of nostalgia shout out to milano cookies those things were the bomb Just kind of getting into my week really quickly, I didn't do much in the way of tourism, again, as always, but I did happen to go to one of the palaces, and not gonna lie, it was pretty boring. It wasn't very cool, in my opinion, and then I went to a museum afterwards, which was fine, just because there was AC and everything, and it was a cool place, the architecture was pretty awesome but it wasn't a very big museum or anything i feel like just being in europe and then going to asia it's just everything's is just underwhelming 
and not as cool. So maybe I guess a travel tip would be then if you're going to be traveling, you're going to go to Asia and Europe. Maybe go to Asia before Europe because it's just, like I said, it's way more underwhelming going to Asia after you've been to Europe. The things in Europe are just more impressive than what I've seen. So, And I haven't really been anywhere yet in Asia, so maybe that will change. Highly doubt it, to be honest. I don't think anything's going to top Rome. Probably a good idea, though, on the flip side, to go to Asia second because it's really, really cheap. So your money's gonna get you by a lot further. So you can kind of splurge out in the places you wanna visit in Europe and then you can see what you have left over in terms of money and go from there. So yeah, just my opinion. What else? As far as my routines that I've put into place, I have gone zero to 100, which I, of course, haven't been preaching at all. I've been talking a lot about, you know, doing a few things and kind of building momentum, right, towards being able to do more. And I just didn't take my own advice. And I made this insane, I don't think it's an insane routine, but it's a lot of stuff to just start out with doing. But I feel like I'm on a different timeline to where I need to start getting things done at a faster pace and putting these things into place. So yeah, I just did it, just got one a little crazy. And it was pretty good so far. I've done everything four days now in a row. Got a four-day streak going, which is good. I'm just going to go over really fast for all the people that actually care about what I've been doing. So I basically have woken up at 8 a.m. every single day for the past four days, which is good. And then what I do is I check my heart rate first with my heart rate monitor and that's just to basically check to see how my I'm going to get a little nerdy here but my how my auto not auto autonomous is that how you pronounce it I don't know how you pronounce it something like that autonomous nervous system to see how that is doing because you basically check your heart rate you get a score the higher the number the more you are like the the higher the number the healthier you are essentially and like the better your energy levels are and your recovery so people that work out generally they'll check their HRV right and that's heart rate variability so they'll check that and then they'll see what that number is if it's high then they'll work out that day if it's really low and they're kind of feeling shot then they won't work out so that's the way to check that so I've just been doing that as kind of a test to see how I'm doing with just all this moving around and things like that so I do that heart rate and then I meditate for 10 minutes the app i was using i just ran out of days that i could do the free meditations for so i'd have to purchase it for a hundred dollars for the year don't want to do that got to pay up front not doing that so i thought hey you know what maybe i'll make my own meditation podcast for free in the future because i think that would be kind of hilarious so i recorded i think a few minutes of a sample of what my meditation would look like Let me know what you think. Here it is. Hello, and welcome to Meditation for Dummies. I'm your spiritual guide, Connor, and we are about to embark on a spiritual journey together to become one with the universe. The first thing I want you to do, lie down on the ground and get into the fetal position to really feel the vulnerability of the human condition in the vastness of the universe. 
Once you are ready to begin, take your arm and reach it across your body, sliding it across the floor until you can reach no more. Imagine your arm is like the roots of a tree trunk, one with Mother Earth, feeling the pain, feeling the thoughts of all the little critters out there in the world. When you are ready, close your eyes and begin to breathe deeply. Breathe in deep as much as you can and hold your breath until you feel like you're going to pass out. Don't actually pass out, but release the breath completely, letting out all the bad negative thoughts that you have. Continue to do this, focusing on breathing in the good and letting go of the bad. At this point, you're probably thinking, this is a load of bullshit and isn't doing anything, but I want you to continue to trust in the process. Now, start to observe how your body feels. Are you in pain anywhere? Do you experience any soreness? Maybe you have some tight feeling somewhere in your body. Start from your head and go all the way down to your toes, scanning your body for any pain or negative feeling. As you're doing this, remember, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Focus on that. As you find areas of your body where you're experiencing pain or stiffness, imagine someone with a hammer and chisel, chiseling away at the pain you feel. Continue to breathe in as you're doing this and let go of the negative thoughts with the exhale. That's great work so far. The last thing I want you to do as we head towards the end of this meditation is imagine you're a sea turtle in the ocean, swimming through the ocean, not a care in the world, graceful, strong, fast, Maybe not really fast. I know turtles are slow on land, but are they slow on water as well? These are the kinds of thoughts that you should be having and asking yourself. Not focusing on the bad, but wondering about the mysteries of the world. The world is beautiful. Animals are beautiful. The spirit is beautiful. Become one with the turtle. Really get in the mindset of a turtle. A turtle doesn't worry about a shark coming by and eating him or being hit by a whale because he's driving on the wrong side of the ocean or swimming on the wrong side of the ocean. The turtle just swims through the ocean, not a care in the world. Well, that's the end of this meditation. I want you to give yourself a pat on the back and I hope to see you next week for part two of meditations with dummies. This is a 10-day meditation process before I feel that you'll be qualified to meditate on your own. So just always remember to keep positive thoughts in your head and really believe that you will become a master meditator. We'll see you next week. After that, I've been doing 15 minutes of visualization and then... 
I do a little journal entry talking about whatever's kind of a recurring idea or negative thought in my head to get that out on paper or in this case on my phone and just kind of observations and stuff throughout the day. I kind of put when I eat and then I'm also taking out of when I'm, my energy levels are dipping and things like that. And then every other day I'm doing the workout, the 50 push-ups, still brushing my teeth with my left hand, doing my to-do list the night before I go, or the night before for the following day, and then the 90 Instagram posts a day, and the eye color of the people I'm talking to. So yeah, four day, four day streak, pretty good. It's been a lot easier to do this thing. So what I wanted to get into now is, well, why? One, why did I come up with this a morning routine and why has it been easy for me to do it? Again, this week, watching a ton of things on YouTube, I watched a few interviews that really gave me some great insights. So the first one was Rob Deerdeck. For anyone that remembers him, he is on Robin Big and he has the show Fantasy Factory on MTV. He was a professional skateboarder. He's awesome. Love that show. Amazing show. Go watch it if you've never seen it before. How dare you if you've never seen it before. He He's basically the king of MTV. He has, I think, at least three shows on MTV and maybe four now. I don't know, but he really impressed me in this interview because, like I said, I watched all of his shows growing up. And so you just see the kind of fun-loving uh, prankster on these shows. But in this interview, he... He was so, 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 so impressive. He was really intelligent. He was very good at expressing his ideas. And you could really just tell that he knew what he was talking about. And he's really put a lot of thought and effort into maximizing efficiency in his life and making sure he really understands what is helping him and what doesn't help him. So I think this was an absolutely invaluable interview. So I highly recommend anyone watch it just to kind of get into what it was about really fast. What I took away from this interview was the importance of creating a path for yourself towards your goal and then really getting clarity on what it is that you want. He literally has, and he, I mean Rob, he's he has planned out his life essentially. What he did was he worked backwards from where he saw himself and where he wanted to be, right? And then he kind of just went backwards and set goals and really did some digging into what he would need to do in order to get that final idea he had for himself. This is something that I've always struggled with, setting goals and kind of laying out a plan of action for things because it's really, really hard to do that, to really sit down and think about these things and come up with one what you actually want, but then two, a plan for act, for obtaining that and working towards it, that has always been something that's really annoyed me and something that's just been something I don't want to get into ever. The realization I had with watching this interview was that clarity is important because when you have a clear direction, it's easier to see what you need to do to reach your goals, right? And then once you have a plan, you're going to believe that you can accomplish something because you actually see the path to getting there. Like you're going to be more likely to believe it, right? And if you don't believe that you can accomplish it, you're not going to work at it. So I've kind of been thinking about, well, why have I not really been doing the things I need to be doing to work towards what I want? Is it a motivation thing? Is it a, a laziness thing? Is it a I can't do it thing? And then 
I watched another interview with this woman. I don't remember her name. Didn't write it down in my notes. <laughs> and I don't have internet on my laptop. Oh, wait. I have, oh, my, wait. Oh, my God. I have internet? No. Seriously? <gasps> all right. I'm sorry, people. I haven't had internet all day on my laptop for whatever reason. It just hasn't been working. I'd always try to connect. And I literally spent two hours this morning trying to figure out why it wasn't working on my laptop, but it was working on my phone. And now for whatever reason, the Wi-Fi works in on my laptop. So that's pretty amazing. I'm really excited for that. So excuse the randomness. But yeah, so I watched this other interview. Hold on. Hold, please. Hold, everyone, as I slowly try to look this up. Of course, the internet's being slow. Whatever, before I tell you the name, what I took away from this interview is that I essentially don't subconsciously believe that I can achieve what it is that I want. And the reason for that is because I don't actually have any plan for achieving it. And once I kind of sat down and wrote down a plan of action and just did a lot of digging into my mindsets and what I want and what my strengths and weaknesses are. It was kind of like an instant mindset shift for me into thinking that thinking even more that I can accomplish it because you could tell yourself you can accomplish it right and you could believe consciously that you think you can do something but the subconscious is a whole different thing right because that's something you're not even aware of because you don't have access to those thoughts. I think that kind of explains why I've been lazy and I haven't been able to stick to a plan because I haven't really had any clear direction towards my goals. So that's been huge for me. What is this? What is this interview? Help. Oh, there she is. Mel Robbins on why motivation is garbage impact theory. So that's another good interview. And her thing basically, she her whole spiel is that she created this idea where it's like a five, like the five second rule of, oh, you can eat something if it fell on the ground, if it was only on the ground for at least five seconds or less, right? That whole idea. She's basically applied that to her life. So whenever she doesn't want to do something, she will start counting down from five and it kind of works as a, a shift in mindset and it creates urgency and it also turns off your thoughts like those negative thoughts you're having about not wanting to do something because you're focused on something else and that's why like that really blew my mind when I, she was talking about this because it made sense if you think about when you were a little kid with your parents or even when you were in school i i go back to elementary and middle school not not even middle school we're a little old at that point in middle school but we'll say elementary school right remember when you'd have recess and your teachers would blow the whistle and, oh, recess is over, blah, 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 blah. Everyone line up. And then they'd start counting down from 10. And everyone, all the kids would go, you know, everyone would be running around with their head off. Like, oh, my God, we have to get in line. Get in line, everyone. Because there was, like, urgency created because you focused on that number. You focused on that countdown from 10 to 0. And that really just made it easier I'd imagine for the teachers to get kids to line up. And it just, that, that was crazy to me because that same idea you can basically apply to anything. So she used as an example, she wasn't able to get out of bed in the mornings because she was un unemployed. And then her husband was also um, having like a failing restaurant and things like that. There was, it was basically her talking about the time when she was in a very bad place. And so she came up with this idea of the five, four, three, two, one. And it was the idea of NASA, right? Like the takeoff. And so she started using this and it, she was able to get out of bed in the morning because it, it was basically like a, 
a shift. Like I said, it just shifts your mindset and it turns off those negative thoughts of like, oh, I don't want to get up or I'm not motivated or I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like things like that. It is like a mental reset. And I've also been like thinking about this too, which is just a side note and something I wanted to also compare it to was I've been thinking a lot about writing on my hands, whether it's a a mantra or just a word or a symbol. My idea for doing that was before I even watched any of these videos or anything like that. This was months ago. My idea was basically like it's kind of like a reminder of what it is you're trying to do. And what it basically does is it like let's say you're having negative thoughts or you're in a bad place or you're feeling lazy and then you look down at your hand and you see this word it's almost like a reset for your brain because you're thinking these negative things and then you see that thing and then it resets you to really focus on what it is you're trying to do so for me maybe i'd write get out of your own way on my hand that's a huge issue with me is that i'm constantly thinking about the what ifs or this needs to be perfect or I can't do this because of X. And then so I'm having all these thoughts and I look down at my hand and it's, oh yeah, get out of your own way. It's the mental reset, right? It forces me to think about the exact opposite of what I was thinking about before. So that's something I think that works the same way. And I'm interested to explore if that maybe has any actual legitimacy with that idea. So those two things have been good. Those two videos, highly recommend them. Another realization I have is, or have had, is eliminate the noise. I think that w- that's going to be, I don't know if that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's a saying already. I don't know if anyone has that saying already. If anyone has that, what's the word, copyrighted or something like that. But I think that might be my, that might be my phrase for life. I think I might, those might be words to live by for, for Connor here. I think I finally found something. And what I think of when I hear eliminate the noise, when I say noise, I mean the doubts, the negative thoughts you say to yourself, the negative thoughts coming from people around you, your friends, your family, the people telling you you can't do it, the people in, on social media who are negative or telling you you can't do something. The noise is also just not having a clear plan and having all these different things jumbling around in your head. It could be having a million things in your room, having a very messy room. It could be having a million apps on your phone or having a million clothes, just crap. Something that's really worked for me lately and something I'm going to start doing even more with this whole eliminate the noise thing, right? So it's basically getting to a point, and this goes back to clarity, right? It's getting to a point where everything in your head, it's kind of like you just think of like an ocean, right? It's just, it's serene, it's peaceful, it's just the waves going, it's flowing. There's no going against the waves. There's no fighting anything. There's no like lightning coming down from the sky or dark clouds, right? It's just this peaceful blue sky. That's how you want your mind to be, how you do that. So it's learning how to turn off the negative self-talk. It's cutting yourself off from the people that are negative around you aren't actually helping you. It's not consuming social media or things on the internet that put you in a negative state of mind or make you feel like you can't do something with the clarity part, it's actually coming up with a plan and setting goals and creating routines and all these different things. So you don't have anything to think about. And I think obviously, it's not like you can 
you can't do you can't be perfect where you're always gonna have a mind where there isn't a bunch of crap going on up there right but I think that should be the goal and something to focus on because it's always a point you want to try and get back to. Maybe that's also cleaning your room and having a spotless room. Something I've been doing is I got rid of a ton of apps on my phone because I want everything to be as simple as possible. That's another one. Eliminate the noise and simplify. Just make everything a lot simpler. There's photos on my phone. I've started like I have. It's hilarious. Something that always bothered me when I was in college and high school and kind of just getting older was... I never had any photos on my phone because I never took pictures of myself and I never really had anything to take pictures of. And I'd see friends' phones or whatever, and they'd have a ton of photos of all these memories of them. And I'd have maybe, I don't know, like, let's say I had 40 photos. So that's something that always bothered me. And now I'm not even kidding. I have, let's see how many I have right now. And it's not like these are all necessary photos or anything or videos, but I have 12,771 photos on my phone now. 514 selfies apparently in the albums category never thought that would happen that's honestly makes me so sad that's horrible i shouldn't have that many selfies way too many that's like that's like 514 too many selfies so that's been a a complete pain in the butt trying to get rid of those photos but that's something i'm also working towards i got rid of all the photos and put them on a hard drive on my lap from my laptop So, right, it's simplifying. And another good interview is Jay Shetty to watch about, I think I kind of took that, the whole eliminate the noise thing. I kind of came up with that from Jay Shetty. All three of these interviews are from YouTube and you can just type in the person's name and then impact theory and you can find them. So really good things to listen to. And now I think that's done for what I've been doing for the week. I want to now get into some value for people. I wanted to talk about what I've learned so far traveling. And it will be on August 22nd. It will be five and a half months since I started traveling. So here basically is what I've learned so far. I think a lot of what traveling has done for me overall is just I don't care as much what other people think about specific things and it's not even that I care about what they think it's more of I don't care about what I think they think I think that's a common I I think I think I think (laughs) that's a common theme in my life is coming up with scenarios or putting thoughts into people's heads that I have absolutely no proof of in the real world and I wonder if other people do this but it is something I do it's the I think they think instead of they actually think two really good examples for me and I'm I mean I think these are really common just across I don't know about the rest of the world but it's definitely a thing in the U.S. We care so much about what we wear, right? So when I was growing up and being in the U.S., I wouldn't wear the same thing two days in a row or I'd be self-conscious about not having that many different types of outfits and repeating and like someone noticing like, oh, he's wearing the same thing again. Like he wore that three days ago. He's wearing it again. I always used to worry about that. And I guarantee people do that too. Now, I don't give a crap what I wear. I've worn the same thing in a row three or four days before. I go to the same places when I'm in a country. So it's not like, oh, look, you're never going to see that person again, right? Like I'm seeing these people day in and day out. If I'm going to Starbucks every day, right? Or if I'm going to a restaurant, I'm 
constantly wearing the same thing. And then another really good one, and this one has always been a struggle for me, is I don't like going anywhere alone. I'm always, I've always been self-conscious as that, and that's something I never, ever, ever, ever did. I wouldn't go to eat alone. I wouldn't go like even going to the mall or to a store by myself. It just made me feel so awkward and embarrassed, and I just didn't, I didn't feel comfortable doing that because I don't even know why I'd feel uncomfortable, but I'd imagine it's just because I didn't want to be embarrassed because people are thinking or maybe thinking, why is he alone? Or maybe, I mean, it's just nice kind of being with someone else, right? It's kind of like a shield almost in a sense. So that's been another huge one. And now traveling, literally because I'm a solo traveler, everywhere I eat, I'm alone by myself. Whenever I need to get something, I have to go get it by myself. And that's something that's carried over. Both these things have carried over when I was home for two weeks. I didn't really care about going places by myself. And I just felt more confident being alone. The reason why I didn't care what people think now, I don't think it's because I don't care what other people think. I just think it's the fact that this can be, and this can be applied to anything the self-talk you have in your head, when you tell yourself something so many times, it becomes just the automatic thing that you think of in whatever scenario it is, right? So in these scenarios of eating alone and dressing, like you tell yourself your whole life, can't wear the same thing every day because people are going to think I'm poor. Or people are going to think, or people are going to like, people are going to find me out, right? They're going to know that I, I wore that same outfit like two days ago or, oh, I'm a loser and I have no friends because I'm going to eat alone or I'm going somewhere alone. You tell yourself that, and I, like I said, I don't have any actual proof of those two things in the real world. It's just something that I think that other people might be thinking. By traveling, it, you have to be alone because it's obviously a necessity. Like there's no, there's no other way about it. You're gonna either go eat alone, right? Or you're gonna starve to death, so. <laughs> You just, you just start doing these things and you don't really think about it anymore as, oh, what is that person going to think of me? And it's like you're retraining. It's like I was able to retrain my brain for four months before I went back to LA for two weeks. It was like I was able to retrain my brain for four months because I wasn't thinking those thoughts anymore. So I just no longer think of it that way. I don't think of it, oh, it's weird if I wear my clothes three days in a row or something like that. Or, oh, I'm eating alone like I'm a loser. I just don't care anymore. So I think that's been absolutely invaluable. Let's see what else. A big one for me is time has slowed down. I think working and being back in the in the US, it's just a ton of routine where you're doing the same thing every single day. And the thing about little uh little fun fact right here, if you ever thought, wow, time goes by really fast, the reason why time feels like it goes by fast is because I don't know if I've even mentioned this already on an episode, but the reason why time feels like it goes by fast is because as you get older, there's less and less distinct moments or events that happen in your life because there's not first experiences, right? Or just cool things that you're doing because a lot of your adult life is just working, right? Like you're nine to five every day and then obviously getting married like that'll be a a, a thing you put on your time on and having your first child and having kids and all that right but there's not like when you're a little kid you're constantly having all these new experiences you're constantly doing all these different things so it feels a lot slower in the moment than it does when you're an adult so then the key 
in adulthood is to do as is like to break up the routine as much as you can so that time slows down and so obviously traveling i'm constantly in these new countries or i'm constantly doing these new things so it, it really feels like time's going a lot slower which i love because that was something i was really worried about back before i started doing this was i just felt like time just my life was passing me but uh, <laughs> i just felt like my life was passing me by and time was going by so fast what else number three i go into situations with an open mind so there's just a lot of things that I've done that I never would have done if I hadn't started traveling. And it's not even that things that I wouldn't have done. It's just things that I would have thought were weird before. I kind of would have thought like, oh, why is that person doing that? Or things like that. I don't think that way anymore. I kind of just, I don't know. I just kind of take everything for what it is. And I don't really have like a judgment on it. So a good example is... When I was in Romania, I was on the train going to Romania. It was like a group of people on the train cart with me. I think we we're about 15 minutes from where I was going in Romania. Where was it? Timișoara. It was Timișoara. And I was actually coming from Cluj-Napoca. But so I'm on the train and I hadn't talked to the people at all on the train yet. This girl next to me starts talking to me. And she's like, oh, where are you from, blah, blah, blah. So we start talking, right? And so I tell her like my whole story, basically. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. If you ever need someone to show you around or want someone to show you around, we can do something. And so I was like, oh, okay, sounds good. We ended up doing, what we ended up doing was she offered to take me with her because she was going to this castle that was, I think, two hours away from where I was staying in Timișoara and that was two hours by car it was going to be her this girl that I just met a day a day or two ago and then her brother and then his wife normally I would have thought that was really weird post or pre-travel Connor would have thought that was real really weird and there's no way he would have done that and he would have just felt and it was not even like no way maybe that he would have done it because he felt weird about it I wouldn't have done it because I would have felt really awkward. And I just the idea of being with people I didn't know and trying to like talk to them and all that stuff. Right. That would have prevented me from wanting to do it because of that. Just, oh, my God, that just makes me cringe thinking about that. But now I don't even think that way anymore about, oh, it's going to be awkward, blah, blah, blah. I just none of that's in my head. And so I ended up going on this trip with them because I wouldn't have been able to do this if not for them, because I didn't have a car, obviously, and taking a train would have been like a four-hour trip, so it just wouldn't have been worth it. Four-hour trip there, four-hour trip back, so like eight hours of travel, right? So I thought, what the hell? Like, I'm not going to ever get to see this if I don't go. Might as well go. She seems nice. We go and everything, and before we go, come to find out, she didn't tell her brother that she just met me, so there was that, which was kind of awkward. I was kind of freaking out that, oh, maybe he's going to try and beat me up or something like that. But whatever, so I went and it was a lot of fun and I'm glad I went. And that's just an example of something where I go into, I don't, there's no judgment. There's no fear of awkwardness or fear of interacting with people anymore. It's just, I can do all these things. And I, I would guarantee, like I've told people this too, even when I'm traveling and they think it's weird themselves. These travelers think it's weird that I did that, but I don't know. I just don't think anything of it really. Another thing traveling's done for me, I just think there's an overall confidence I have now that I'm I will figure it out. You learn to improvise and learn these kind of little tricks that help you get by. 
um, with traveling. I was really nervous about when I started, especially like plane tickets and kind of figuring that out and having to check in and all that because it's not something I ever did on my my own. So I was really like stressed out, like, oh, this is going to be some complicated process. It's really not like traveling by plane and going through all that check, checking in and security and all that stuff. Like that's really easy. And especially when you do it more and more and then you kind of just come up with a you come up with your own little process that works for you and things like that. So I think just a general sense of if I put myself in a situation, sure, I might be really uncomfortable and I might not want to be in it, but I'll probably figure it out. So there's that there now. Also going back to the third thing with the situations in an open mind, another thing is just putting yourself into situations where you don't know what's going to happen, like kind of diving in headfirst, right? And just seeing where things take you. That's been a big thing. I think then also overall, some people see the world half empty, glass half empty, right? Some people see it glass half full. Some people think the world's a bad place. Some people think it's a beautiful place. I think so far with my experiences traveling and obviously everyone's own personal experience is going to inform this belief that they have, but I really do feel like the world is a good place. I had a lot of preconceived notions about the kind of people I was going to meet and, oh, they're going to be hippies or they're going to be like drug addicts or they're going to be just weird people, right? In these hostels and just meeting people on on the, the road of traveling. But I can honestly say every single person I've met has been at least cordial. Like no one's been mean or anything or like really, really, I think I've met probably one or two weird people and that's it. And we're talking like probably at this point 300 at least 300, maybe even 500 people, honestly, that I've met through hostels and stuff. And literally everyone I've met has been super, super nice and super, super cool. So that's been a really nice little, nice little surprise. And well, I think that is going to be the end of the episode then. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you liked it, please subscribe, leave a review. Conjay Hancock, conjayhancock at gmail.com. That's my Instagram and then my email. I hope to see you guys next week. Thanks again.